Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, Merry Christmas uh, week to you all. It is the week before Christmas, and all through the house, you're listening to this podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, don't have a rest of a rhyme for that. Uh, but it's fine, because I'm here, Nathan Sacken here, alongside my good friend and co-host, the voice of the Mitchell Colonels, Travis Crins. Travis, how are we doing? It was a busy week for you last week, basketball-wise, wasn't it? Busy week. It's the last show of the year. Well, maybe, maybe. no. If, unless you want to do one next week, we, we might be able to do something if you want. Yeah, after Christmas. Yeah, we had four games in about 22 hours and uh, wins all around. The girls are 4 0 and the boys are also 4 0. Excellent. So they're off until the 29th and 30th. They'll come back home. Hoop City Classic, the former Mike Miller Classic. Why isn't Mike sponsoring that anymore? Uh, he couldn't because of he, the uh, when he was the Memphis assistant. Oh, coach. sure, sure, that makes sense. Uh, he's no longer that anymore, so I don't know why I can't go back to that. But uh, <clears throat> but it's the same deal. So we kind of split it between here and the Pentagon and Sioux Falls last couple of years, last know, four or five years. Okay. But now it's back, it's back here at the Corn Palace, uh, 28th, 29th, 30th. I think there's nine games a day. Wow. It's a lot of basketball. So oh, Mitchell good. plays the last two days. The girls will play a couple of teams from Wyoming that they've played here for the past couple of years. Okay. Wish they played somebody new. Then again, the boys play De La Salle from Minnesota, and they also play the same Thunder Basin from Wyoming. Okay. So, yeah, boys 4-0. Boys are down to six players, basically. Uh-oh. All of them got hurt with an ankle. Uh-oh. Hopefully we only got a couple weeks. But they've got nine on the varsity. So you take them out, they've got eight. And only one off the bench they feel comfortable playing. Yeah. So they, uh, they beat Rapid City Stevens on Friday, beat Rapid City Central on Saturday. So yeah, they're, they're, their top two are excellent players. So they're getting by doing well. So. Stay out of foul trouble. Uh, you got to play aggressive without following. That's what it sounds like. Yes, you can't. Uh, yeah, you, you're down to six players, so foul trouble can't be having that. So. We'll talk some basketball here during the podcast. Here, I'm glad to hear that both boys and girls are off to to good starts. And it sounds like it'll be a better season than football was, so that's always encouraging. And maybe another return to state, like you had last year. I would think so. Yeah, short trip to Sioux Falls this time. Both in Sioux Falls. The girls will go back to the Pentagon, which is excellent. The boys will be at the big arena. Mm-hmm. So, there's, uh, I believe they have actually internet that works, unlike Alan Rapid City. Well, let's stay with the bas- You know what? We'll, we'll get back to the basketball here. Let's start with uh, the football, and it's the FCS football that we need to discuss. South Dakota State is Frisco, Brown- Frisco bound for a second consecutive year. The Jackrabbits. Um, Cruise to a 59-0 victory in front of a record-setting crowd on Friday night. Um, this game was over relatively quickly. It was nice on my heart and the blood pressure, so that was very good. Um, they weren't tested. They'll take on Montana, who beat North Dakota State in a double overtime I, I don't even know. Can I call it? I don't even think it's classic-worthy. Thrilling, maybe. But this was not—it was not a good game. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, 
I know you really wanted North Dakota State, and you know the more I watched that Montana and uh, North Dakota State game on Saturday, the more I was like, oh my God, the SDSU would will pummel either of these two teams. It was not a good game. Um, there were some plays made. There were some. It, it, I mean, it was fine. It was competitive, but ultimately, like you know, you see the final score, thirty-one twenty-nine. You're like, oh man. That was a thrilling game. No, it was double overtime. It was 16-16 going into uh, overtime, and that's only because North Dakota State scored a touchdown late. So, no, it was not a great game. Um, But SDSU headed back to Frisco, and it seems like it will take something massive for them not to win a second consecutive national championship. Yeah, they should beat Montana by four touchdowns. Nobody's able to compete with them with that Southern Illinois was the closest game. Other than that, nobody's been close. Top five, top ten teams, it hasn't mattered. So, yeah, this is one of the better, I'd say, FCS teams ever, probably, that they win. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've just been really good now for two years. They haven't lost since that Iowa game. And uh, would they play Oklahoma State next year, they'll probably lose that game, maybe. Maybe not. Yep. Probably, but we'll, we'll see, I guess. I mean, well, you, you just wish this year that maybe they could have played the Gophers or Iowa or Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just dominant, just a dominant performance. Just, uh, you know, we had basketball or Jackrabbit football on, and we, you know, obviously went with the basketball. And it was nice that that game ended the way it did because there was no point in broadcasting a 59 nothing game. And it was on TV, so people could watch it. And good crowds for once, so they got they got good crowds for the playoff games for once, which is good. It, not the good it was, was a little windy and chilly a couple weeks yep. ago, but yep. it's not going to get any better than the weather has been. So yeah, ten thousand, twelve thousand is good. And yeah, they they should win quite easily. So. I would think they'll have a lot of fans down in Frisco. Uh, I don't. I can't say for certain if they'll have more than Montana. I would guess they would. Um, oh yeah. They would. But um, yeah, it was just a an annihilation. It would help that the weather was very nice on Friday night, uh, especially compared to uh, what took place Saturday against Villanova, or the, the week before. Uh, I mean, this is just a, a well built team, a well oiled machine, and. They want, they were great in all three phases on Friday night. Only issue was a blocked field goal. Um, but other than that, just astounding. Uh, I, I really hated that, and I guess this is the name of how they refer to the name of the school. I had never heard of this before. But Albany is how they kept referring to it on the telecast, on the gamecast. And it always sounded like they were saying New Albany instead of U Albany. Now, when Albany's basketball team has made it to the NCAA tournament, I don't remember them being referred to as U Albany. It was always just Albany. So I don't know if this is something new. Um, it just it, it's difficult to. If, are they saying U or are they saying New? Uh, just call them Albany, but I guess if that's the name of your school and that's what they want to be called, that's fine. Uh, South Dakota State is South Dakota State. They're t- they have a rookie tight end in the NFL, Tucker Kraft. He's from South Dakota State, not North Dakota State. Thank you, Andrew Catalan or uh, Tiki Barber or Matt Ryan, whoever 
F that up on Sunday. Um, get it right, folks. Uh, that's all we could ask for. So if you Albany wants to, if Albany wants to be called you Albany, that's what we'll call him. I just found it a little peculiar because it, I kept thinking they were saying New Albany. Stupid. Doesn't need to need to happen. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they would do that. Albany. Everybody knows what Albany is. It's in northern New York. You know, it's, it's you don't need. To, it doesn't get confused with anything else. Just call it Albany. Now, Paige Meyer is from Albany, Minnesota, which is ten minutes away from St. Cloud. Uh, so, uh, you know, that would be the only confusion, perhaps. Well, to get the state right side. So uh, I saw there was a graphic where. It was USD and NDSU that popped up during the Montana game. Oh. Somehow. Oh. So they were going to break, and the graphic kind of goes through the screen quickly as a transition, and then the Coyotes were up there, something that somehow must have gotten caught in from the week prior. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Just, I don't know how it happens. You prepare for these games. They don't give a shit about unprepared. it. They don't give a shit. Or, Where's Tucker Craft from? He's from South Dakota State. Okay. You see it. It's not North Dakota State, but I don't know. I do look forward I, I to... North, 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 North Dakota State doesn't have anybody of significance in the NFL. Who do they have in that's in the NFL? Easton Stick. Oh, yeah. He, he's significant. He's about significant in my crotch rock. Hunter Lepke, the fullback from for, for Dallas. Great. Christian Watson from... For Green Bay, oh, yeah, who, I mean, it's it's gonna get to the point here soon, though, where South Dakota State is gonna have so many more guys in the NFL because they're gonna sustain the level of success that the Bison had, you know, a decade ago, and then people are gonna say, oh, he, I mean, they're gonna confuse North Dakota State with South Dakota State here. That's my hope, because um, South sure. Dakota State's gonna have, I'm guessing, at least four or five draft picks next uh, in in April's draft next year. Oh, wow. Isaiah Davis, you got at least two linemen, maybe someone else in there. Say maybe one. I'll say I'll say minimum three. Say Isaiah Davis, that would be about it. Uh, I think Mason McCormick and uh, Garrett Greenfield. Maybe by then. Yeah, those uh, linemen they'll get picked up somewhere. But regardless, I think you're going to see more. Jackrabbits start to go in the NFL than Bison, and maybe you know we'll we'll get to that point. Now, by the way, the Bison have a new head coach, uh, former position coach at NDSU. He's the offensive coordinator now at Wyoming. It's not the hire the the Tyler Roll or that uh, that a lot of the players wanted. So we'll see what that happens. It seems like it's a a pretty decent hire. He'll keep the standard of success there for NDSU. But ultimately, it's not like a. I, I mean, it, it seems like it's a decent hire, but not one that has all of the the players or fans excited. I think you can just plug pretty much anybody in there, and they'll be fine. Yes. Yep, I would agree with that. Like Craig Bull left, went to Wyoming. He didn't do anything spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Clemens done pretty well at Kansas State. I got them rolling. Yep. This done well there. I'll see what the current guy does where he... What head coaching job he'll get in a couple years once USC goes belly up. So, um, yeah, just a former 
more assistance that comes back and you know i'm sure they'll be just fine i would agree so that game south dakota state and montana will be january 7th at uh 2 p.m eastern 1 p.m central time on abc we'll see where the vikings are what the vikings are playing or what time they are playing that day it could be 325 could be sunday night uh could be noon we don't know maybe it'll be saturday that would be nice if they played the saturday before which is a potential outcome here we'll get to the vikings here in a moment just to wrap up uh some of the other college stuff here uh college basketball Really good week of college basketball. I mean, we saw upsets with Creighton losing. Marquette nearly lost to St. Thomas. A heck of a Saturday with the Champions Classic with, uh, or not the Champions, is it the Champions Classic or whatever? Kentucky and UNC. The CBS, whatever that Yeah, is. yep. Uh, that was great game. Uh, Kentucky one late uh, beating North Carolina, but I yeah, I think you kind of leave that game saying, okay, like UNC can hang with the big boys this year, so maybe things are good. Michigan State trounced whoever they played by 28. That was a, a Baylor, it was. It was they, they just uh, uh-huh. smothered them. Uh, Purdue beats Arizona, so and all of a sudden it's like, okay, like is this is this Purdue team different than in years past? But there was a lot of significant college basketball last week. I think it's it was the the last big week leading up until conference play really begins in earnest at the start of the new year. Pretty easy to miss it because I don't see it covered anywhere. Like you can go on Twitter, you can go on you can go on any channel, you won't find anybody talking a fucking thing about college basketball, which is something. Like it's is it even on the thing? Let's see. You go to ESPN. It is finally on the top of the page. It was a week ago. Was not there. Something else was there. You can probably take baseball. I don't know baseball at the top page. NFL, baseball, college football, NBA. NCAA and then MMA. There was something like NHL. NHL isn't isn't even on the top. You probably replace MMA with the NHL. Yeah. Um. So we're about done with the non-conference. We'll have a couple more non-conference games coming up. I feel like it's going to be like college football, where there's like not going to be any dominant team. Like Purdue. Like what do you? I mean Purdue. You can't. There's no use in trying to break them down and saying they're really all I hear about is how great Purdue is and what they beat Arizona, they beat Marquette, they've beaten Gonzaga, they've beaten Tennessee, and they lose to Northwestern. Yeah, and Northwestern and, lost to Chicago State last week. Yeah, and they're going to just roll through their Big Ten looks pretty poor. There's maybe. Three teams in the big uh, yep. Wisconsin, Illinois, Purdue. Nebraska's looking good. And there's nobody else to take tonight. No, Indiana, no, Michigan State, no. Well, prior to that win against Baylor, Michigan State was really floundering this year. I mean, there's a chance they might not make the tournament. There's no reason to get invested in Michigan State. No, Are they fourth, fourth in the preseason? Yeah. And they're there with a 5-5 five and five now. I'm sorry. Yep. 
I mentioned oh. Creighton lost to UNLV, got upset by them pretty easily, pretty handily, and then they go and beat Alabama. Alabama doesn't seem to be as good this year as they have been in years past. I mean, what, what's Grant Nelson doing there? Uh, doesn't appear to be oh. too much. Grant Nelson went away, so that was bad. Um, Alabama's good. I mean, they've not lost a bad game yet. Yeah, but 6-4 and four isn't great. I mean... They're going to be 6-5 and because they got Arizona on Wednesday. Yeah. So, uh, Alabama sleeper team, it might be like a 12 seed. Because be. uh, they lost to Purdue. Yep. Lost to Purdue by 6, lose to Creighton by 3. They lost to Clemson. Clemson's good. Lost to Ohio State. That's not great. But they have not beaten a good team yet, but they've been very competitive with with those top ten teams they've played, so the Jackrabbit. Still don't, yeah, sorry, still, go ahead. Still don't like North Carolina. Uh, I don't think they can beat anybody. Else. I mean, they beat Tennessee. That would be their big win. I still think Connecticut's oh, yeah. is the best team. How, how is Connecticut going to yet? I have. I mean, are people watching these games? I mean, I I agree. They they smothered Gonzaga in Seattle, which was essentially a de, it's a de facto home game for Gonzaga. I know it's a neutral court or neutral site, but come on, let's be real here. Uh, that is a very pro Gonzaga fan base. I'm with you on UConn here. I hope there's room on that UConn bandwagon. Uh, I picked them to win it last year in one of my brackets. I really liked the way they were looking down the stretch. This Big East, holy cow, uh, between Creighton, Marquette. And UConn, it's going to be sensational um, this year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on UConn. I mean, Texas isn't very good. They beat them. The Kansas game, they lose at Kansas by four, and then they dropped. Like, come on. Yeah. They got off to a terrible start, rallied, had a lead in the second half, and then they went back and forth. But, yeah, if that game's played in Connecticut, Connecticut probably wins. Mm-hmm. And they beat North Carolina last week, and they beat Gonzaga by – a good plenty, and that will be about it for them because obviously, I mean, Creighton and Marquette, and they should, you know, they should they should win those games. Yeah, a lot, a lot of season to go, but Connecticut right now is uh, best team I've seen. Mm-hmm. And Marquette and Creighton, I like them, but you know, something's a little, something's a little off. They got their offenses are good, but sometimes they sputter. Baylor Chiron's having a good year. Um, he cut his hair and got rid of his headband, so that's good. He's averaged head- like 18 points. Was the about. headband, though, kind of his signature look? Yeah. He cut his hair and got rid of it, so get rid of that. And Purdue, it's going to be all right, Purdue. Are, are you the team that loses to Fairleigh Dickinson and Northwestern, or are you the team that beats all these other teams? Yeah. Beats Arizona, beats Marquette. Tennessee, so that's a difficult. There's nothing, there's nothing Purdue can do to convince me of. I mean, Christ, they were one seed last year. Yep, and, and maybe they'll win it all this year. So, well, some of your uh, Oklahoma is ten and zero. Yes, Ole Miss is undefeated too, I believe. Are they? I think so. Old Miss, yeah, they're ten and zero. Where the hell they come from? Um, James Madison still undefeated. James Madison's uh, good. Colorado State, I'm not buying into that at all. They're ten and one, and BYU is ranked. Who the hell is BYU played? They're ten. They're in the Big Twelve. 
They beat San Diego State. That's about it. So yeah, count me out on count me out on BYU in Colorado State. South Dakota State got off to a slow start, but they have been playing better here as of late. Uh, they beat Wichita State. They beat Paul Mills in Wichita. That's a big win. We'll see what they do at the Sun Bowl Invitational. They'll play Wyoming this week and then either UTEP or Norfolk State. Uh, I mean, I, I think that they're, we're finally starting to see this team maybe come together a little bit here. Took a little bit of time. Uh, they, they had a couple of... You know, they had a bad loss to Kansas State. They had a couple losses at home to very good MAC teams. Close losses to Central Florida and whoever the hell else they played down in Jacksonville. Um, but George Mason? George Mason, yes, thank you. Um, but it seems like they're starting to come around. The girls, I, it, I think they're just injury depleted. They... Um, they, they lost to Gonzaga, but, I mean, they're still fine. I mean, they, they pushed Washington State. So both uh, both SDSU teams will be, I, I would say, right up there in the Summit League. But I, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing now from the Jackrabbits here, the, the men, the men's team here as of recently. Kalen Gary's doing very good. Um, Zeke Mayo, of course. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like where things are trending, especially for the men. Zeke Mayo saying was a huge shocker that he didn't transfer. That was good. Did you read that article on ESPN.com from, I believe, it was Eric Metcalf? I saw some of it. Like, he was offered a lot of money to go elsewhere. But decided to stay. Yep. That was good. Yep. Kalen Geary, he's, uh, yeah, almost averaging 10 points. But he had his coming out party, so to speak, was against Wichita State. That that was a ma- he was a major reason why the Jacks led comfortably in that game, pretty much from the middle of the first half through the end of the game. And he was a great player at Smith, and they won they won like three straight state titles, two with him. And for Matt Moore is just to be uh, a guy, random guy off the bench, averaging four points is just. He's a sophomore. It's just a massive disappointment. Considering what he was in high school and he went to Wisconsin and Mm -hmm. in in 10 games, Kalen Geary has surpassed him as a redshirt freshman. Yes. And unfortunate, I I don't know how. I thought he would be a Summit League Player of the Year. Mm hmm. I don't know how Matt Morris has fallen. He, he's averaging 12 minutes a game. I just, uh, boy, one of the great high school players in the state and college career did not go well. So, it's also... Yeah, yeah. Mayo, Zeke Mayo, Bill Kyle the third, Charlie Easley. They got a... Well, and, and Mims hasn't I mean, even played. So, I mean, Matt Mims hasn't played yet. He's been yeah. battling a foot injury. Can you imagine how much better this team's going to be when they get arguably their second or third best player back? I mean, they've got they'll get him back. They've got six really good guys. So yeah. that's what you're looking for. <laughs> to win a tournament game, you know, you probably want more than just one or two guys. So you're yeah, gonna... get to what looks to be a well. St. Thomas looks good. Yep. Other than that, I, you know, gotta gotta win the conference. Maybe. Uh, 13 seed, maybe we'll see. 
Uh, college football, first week of bowl games happened this week. Uh, anything uh, that you were intrigued by, or how about this week? Any bowl games that you're uh, looking forward to? No. All right. Well, season started today because there was a Monday afternoon bowl games. That was that's when you know bowl season starts when it's on at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> um, Old Dominion trying to piss this away here. Oh no, this is a pretty bad. I think this is one of the worst bowl seasons I can remember. Feels <laughs> like there's not a single game I'm interested in. They missed a field goal here. We're, we're recording this as uh, Old Dominion has just missed a field goal, so we'll see what uh, if Western Kentucky can go in and, and tie this game up here. It would be nice. I'm the only one who picked Western Kentucky, and I had picked them for twenty. And I picked them for twenty-seven points, but I heard their starting quarterback was out. I went down to one point and then moved it back up to five. Everyone else picked Old Dominion. I should have done one point with Boise State UCLA. I don't know what I was doing there. Would have liked to move New Mexico State down a little bit, but uh, overall, uh, I am I'm happy with the way I've I've gotten off to a good start. But I have lost the most points outside of Amon, who uh, stunning one in six to begin bull pick them. Is that right or is that chocolate? Pretty sure it's Amon. Uh, Amon Sugar Daddy, isn't that isn't that Drew Amon? That is, that is David. Oh, it's oh, Schottenkirk. Well, geez. Well, yeah, he's... I think I think Drew Amon is rest in piss Bob Knight. Okay, all right. Then he's doing just fine. Then he's... Uh, doing... Pop-Tarts Bowl, left Marcus, Michael Penix in a box, the, the Charlie. Charlie, yep. They were all 5-2. Say, were there seven bowl games Saturday? Yeah. I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Seven bowl, why seven? Well, I mean, you got to count the celebration bowl in there. And... This is, this is, uh, this coming Saturday. There's seven games. Yeah. This is uh, James. Uh, what am I doing Saturday? I'll be over there. Jamie, oh, James Madison Air Force. We'll see. Other than that, no, there's nothing. There's not a goddamn thing going on. I mean, you know, Bowling Green in Minnesota, Tuesday, the day after Christmas. God damn. I love celebrating Christmas in Detroit. My It's the New Orleans of the North. It's the bowl experience. <laughs> what, you get to put a car together at the Ford factory at GM? <laughs> I don't know what you could do. Um, Detroit's a lovely city. A great downtown with a nice... <laughs> I was there on my baseball trip two years ago, and it was it was not bad. Yeah, that's surprising. I like the American Park, Ford Field, right across. Yeah. And Detroit gets a bad rap, and there's bad parts of it. That wherever the hell I was was not bad. So Arizona, Oklahoma, Alamo Bowl—that's maybe the first real bowl game, I suppose. I mean, playoff looks great, but say I don't know who Ohio State's going to start at quarterback. Well, McCord goes to Syracuse. That's a uh, rather. I tell you what, uh, what people thought of him. Yeah. I, I don't like, know. I, uh, like people, Urban Meyer was confused, like why he would, why he would transfer or something, or what. Like, yeah, he wasn't very good. You dumb shit. Did you watch Ohio State? <laughs> you look at his number. Oh, look at his number. Oh, yeah, did you watch the games? Did you watch him when he played Michigan? It was very good. Mm-hmm. And where does he go? 
He doesn't go to Oklahoma. He doesn't go to USC. He goes to Syracuse, who just fired their coach. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Well, he's not very good. Yeah. So, and uh, Nebraska got a quarterback commitment from to switch from Georgia. Yeah. The, the, Dylan Rayola, whoever he is, I'm sure he'll be great. Uh, Beck is returning to... Uh, yeah. Not Dan Beck, but uh, George's quarterback. Carson Beck. Carson Beck, yes. Returning. Well, he's got nothing better to do, so might as well stay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you don't have a five-star guy coming for your job, man, yeah, go. So, um, there you go. I'm not going to anything, so. Right. Stay, uh, stay where you're at. Uh, that does it for the college football ranks there. Uh, let's just, we were on the basketball here. Timberwolves doing really well so far. John Morant comes back. Uh, Victor, any, anything NBA? Oh, this, this, uh, did oh, yeah. you, this, did you see this, uh, game between Indiana and Milwaukee where Giannis scores 64 and, um, he, like, there's two game like, he thinks that Indiana ran off with a game ball for a guy who had scored his first points, but they re- he hadn't. He had scored the game before. Like, what the what the hell happened here? Some game ball, but the game ball was still there, and he didn't know. I don't know. Like, all right, he had a really big game. Not the game ball. Who knows what the ball is correct. Somebody got a ball, and somebody got another one, so. I don't know. It's like. I'm sure he wants the ball, but like, who gives a shit? Tim Rolls are rolling. They are 19 and five, uh, so that's good. Uh, oh, Dr- oh yeah, Draymond. Yeah, that's the big thing. Last yeah. week, uh, Draymond, after a little slap, he suspended indefinitely. I have never been a huge Draymond Green fan, and it seems like he's having a lot more apologists out there than I thought. Now there are. Those same apologists are like, okay, he's got to take accountability here. But where, where's the team? And stuff? Like, you know what? You know where Draymond Green is? He's a fucking adult. It's not up to Steph Curry. It's not up to Steve Kerr. I'm sure they told him, quit being a piece of shit. Mentally, you got anger management, whatever's wrong in your brain. It's because Nobody else does this. Nobody chokes out Rudy Gobert. Nobody punches Yusuf Nurkic. Nobody does. Nobody stops a mud hole in Sabonis's chest. Yeah, I mean, that's or it steps on his. Nobody punches Jordan Fuller in the goddamn face. Well, is it, that's really? I think. I think that's where all of this. I mean, look at Jordan Poole. He hasn't been the same player since. And the Warriors were like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Like. You've got to do something about. They have enabled him. I, I'm like Draymond is primarily at fault, but Golden State is complicit in the fact that he they've allowed this sort of behavior to continue. Like after he punched Jordan Poole, I'd have released that tape. I would have said, "You are gone, and good luck to whoever the hell wants to try and sign you." Like this is just ridiculous. Um, I, I he is he is certainly a a vital part. To the to the Warriors' success, and the reason why they've won as many championships as they have, but I mean, for crying out loud, he is not worth it anymore. And um, I like he's not he's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, people make the case he's a Hall of Fame. Like, no, you're a good player on a team that won four championships, but you're not that. So I mean, it's up to him to figure it out because it's. No more excuses. 
I mean, nothing happened on that play. Just fucking punches the guy. Like, yeah, good, good suspension by the NBA. I was surprised they did an indefinite suspension for that slap because that seemed more yeah, accidental. You're done for the rest of the year. You're done. You're no, no more basketball for this year. But how? Okay, this isn't a thing. Oh, it's. He'll be back after Christmas. He should be back after the All-Star break, if not longer than that. I agree. Whatever classes, whatever thing he has to do, nothing's going to change in two weeks or even two months. I so don't don't bring him back in January. Oh, yep, he went through the piece. He's changed. No, he hasn't. It's I, a bunch of horseshit. I agree with that to an extent, but then how can they only suspend John Morant 25 games for waving guns and stuff. Because this is on the court. This is 7th, 8th, 10th time this has happened. John Morant is... Like, I think the 25 games that Morant... guns, it's like, okay. I think Morant should have The only reason why he's suspended is because it got caught on video. So I'm going to imagine he's not the only one. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I just... He was caught on camera a couple of times. They're like, well, don't do this because we don't want you to shoot yourself or shoot anybody else. I but think he should have been suspended. repeat offender over and over and over again. Right. I think it's he should have gotten suspended for half a season. Morant should have. I just, Like, if you... I mean, again, I'm fine with however long the league wants to suspend... Uh, Draymond Green, and preferably, I'd like it to be a very, very long time. But what I, what I'm saying is, is that I don't know how you could say, oh yeah, this is far worse than what. Um, oh my God, Western Kentucky just scored a touchdown. Scored a touchdown. Going overtime. Or did they go for two? Anyway. Um, what is, I mean, this is in Charlotte. What a, well, because the, the, the Bahamas Bowl Stadium, this is the Bahamas Bowl, but the Bahamas Bowl Stadium is going under some renovations, so they had to move it to Charlotte. Because normally Monday, uh, this Monday is normally the Myrtle Beach Bowl, but they had to move the Myrtle Beach Bowl to Saturday, move this game to Sunday. That stadium in the Bahamas, that's taking about two weeks to renovate. I don't know. That, that's what they say. I guess I, I just don't know how, because in the serious nature of it, I think John Morant's more serious than Draymond, but in, I mean, we just keep building up to all of this crapola with Draymond, and I get where an indefinite suspension would be longer. I just don't understand the NBA um, suspension process, because I would have thought the chokehold on Gobert would have been the mm-hmm. indefinite suspension, not this this slap that appeared to be more incidental than many of his other uh, far more egregious acts. That's what right. I the, the, the culmination of, all right, this is enough. This is continuing. They we're going to sit you down for a few months here because we're tired of this every couple of weeks. Yeah. I, it... If somebody else says this, maybe they're suspended a couple games. He's on his 10th DUI, not his. Yeah, I'm, I'm just tired of him. I'm tired of him, and he's he is not worth it. And then you see on Twitter, like there's there's this hoops uh, Twitter account that's like that has posted multiple pictures of Draymond. Like, why do you hate? Seriously, why do you hate this man? And it's like, are, like, are you dumb? Like, you have to ask that question. Why do you think people hate him? It's because he's a dirty player. 
who's got an anger management problem and has not been held accountable for his actions ever. No. Not too many rear naked chokes in the NBA. He's just, he's bad. He's bad. Speaking of bad, Vikings can't get five inches, six inches on two plays, two sneaks. Granted, the third and one spot in overtime, horrible spot. I don't know how the, the officiating is bad in the NFL this year. But the Vikings defense gives up three straight touchdowns in the fourth quarter to a backup quarterback. Um, Nick Mullins left at least six points on the table by throwing two very bad interceptions. Vikings lose to the Bengals 27-24. This was not a good game, a good way to end it. The Vikings should have won this game in overtime, if not in regulation. But um, they're still in the playoff mix. Nick Mullins is going to get another start. The Packers lose to the Bucks. The 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 Falcons lost, which I, I guess the Vikings would rather have the Falcons win than say like the Bucks. Well, we want I think the, the for Vikings fans looking at this uh, playoff prediction. If you even want the Vikings in the playoffs anymore Wait. at this point, I know you don't. But um, you know the Bucks are leading it right now at seven and seven. The Saints are seven and seven. Falcons are six and eight. I mean, it doesn't really matter. The Vikings would have the wild card over either of those two teams because of the head-to-head. But, I mean, just the Vikings letting these games, um, like this, This is again, I say this is a better team than last year, but Kevin O'Connell needs to be able to call a better game. You finally get Ty Chandler uh, to run over 100 yards because Alexander Madison wasn't playing. He looked great. Uh, and why is Brandon Powell pushing Nick Bolins? Why don't you have C.J. Ham or something on one of these plays? I mean, for God's sakes. Uh, just bad. Bad, bad, bad. About it, man. Yeah. Defense was bad. Quarterback. Moved the ball, but turned it over too much. Ty Chandler was great. Like, he should be the running back next year, this year, for the rest of his career. He was very good. Yes. Yes. So... Or you get rid of Dalvin Cook and save some money. Like this, and you can't run the ball. Well, this is the guy that can run the ball, and they I just never used him. Right. And he for the entire time, and like, where whenever you give him the ball, something happens. He's got speed, and here he is. So here you can pay him pennies, and you can have a running game for once. So that's good. Bad non-call on a pass interference on the Vikings, or at the end of. Oh yes, yeah. Overtime, whenever that was, that yeah. was pretty bad. That would have gotten the Bengals close to field goal range. Whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think they should, you know, get rid of the quarterback sneak with the Eagles because they're the only team that can do it. The Bengals tried it at the goal line; they could do it. The Vikings could do it. Nobody else can do this thing because Jalen Hurts can squat probably five hundred pounds. And they're very good at that. I always think, like, if you had Victor Wembanyama, and he threw it to him at the end zone inside the 10-yard line, when they outlaw the fade, if that happened and it was good 90% of the time, would people be saying that's an unfair advantage? Get rid of this because you have a guy who's 7'5", catching passes. No. So don't, don't, don't get rid of the... Well, no, because that's a, that's a natural play. 
The fade is a natural fade. Well, this is a. This is not a quarterback sneak. This is a tush push. This is you're pushing the quarterback. Make the rule that you can't push the quarterback. I would say the Eagles will be just as good, maybe not as good, but just as good. If okay, I'm fine with them saying you can't have anybody push you forward. Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. That's the tush push. That we're not but saying outlaw the quarterback sneak, and I'm sure they'll still have much success. With it. They'll be fine. They'll still be good at the quarterback sneak, but they won't get it to where they're at right now with the with the tush push because you have AJ Brown pushing you, Dallas Goddard. That's what, like I don't want to outlaw the QB sneak. That's not what I'm advocating for. You gotta get rid of the tush push though, because it is not a natural play. A QB sneak is a natural play. Push it. It's, it's, it's fine. Like, how do those, like, if a guy's, can you push the pile? If there's a big pile, should that be outlawed? Or somebody dragging a running back a couple of yards? Does that mean no, no dragging of any player? I mean, I, you know what? I think that's a valid point. And, because yeah. uh, we saw it uh, multiple times in Sunday's game. That's, I think specifically in the Buffalo Dallas game, like, James Cook got. Uh, a carry and like he got eight yards and all of a sudden he got to like 14 he picked up six more yards because the guys were pushing him there was another game where that that happened so yeah I think that's a that is a case for something as well that, that you can make that argument if you want to get rid of it. why can't any other team do this I did it teams try it and they can't do it I don't know what the secret formula is a great but, offensive line a running quarterback and perhaps the strongest wide receiver in the NFL. Sounds like the Cowboys to me. They got a good quarterback. They got a good offensive line. Have somebody push them. Feel like the, the 49ers could get that done. George Kittle, Brock Purdy. It seems like it's uh, other teams have that ingredient. Yeah, but they don't. T.J. Hawkinson, whatever Viking plays quarterback this week, push him. I don't know. Yeah, they 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 think so much of this. Where the fuck is the, the famous post bowl here? That they've moved it to ESPN two. Yeah, because you need Monday Night Countdown on. <laughs> two hour pregame show for Seahawks Eagles. Yes. Um. Not forbid we start that on ESPN two for the next ten minutes. Right. Exactly. Just fucking football, really? Doesn't make sense. Um. Yeah, and they're still in this fucking playoffs. Like the, <sighs> I mean. Yeah, the- it, uh, it, it, it's, I watch the same. It's the same movie every week, except one week Tom Hanks is the lead actor. The next week, it's the same dialogue, it's the same script, it's the same story, same everything. Mm-hmm. Except this week, the lead part's being played by Brad Pitt and other actors. Then the next week, it's your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio takes the lead role. Oh yes, Leonardo. and it's just. Different people, it's the same game I've seen now for 30 fucking games in a row. I still don't understand how anybody can find this exciting or interesting or fun at this point. I was at the basketball game and my board op decides to text me, oh, the game's in overtime. I saw the text, I didn't know what the score was. I'm just thinking, do you think I fucking want to know what the fucking score is? I'm taping this game at home. I've somehow avoided it yep. for three hours. Yep. So I go home knowing that this game ends in overtime somehow. And they're up two touchdowns. And they blow it again. So 
Detroit's Packers, Detroit, I just just get this done. Uh, somebody asked me, what do you want for Christmas? I said, for this fucking season to be over. That's what I want, for this thing to be done. Well, the Vikings still have a shot at the North. They would need to win out. Oh, for and, and then I hear, oh, if they, if they win out, they win the division. It's like, great. They're down. It's like, fucking Christ. They're going to play Detroit three times. They're going to play Detroit three times in a four-week span here in all likelihood. Um, I mean, and Detroit has to go to Dallas. And uh, granted, Dallas just got spanked by Buffalo. But, um, I mean, Dallas is a, is a far better team at home. We'll see what the Vikings could do. I mean, the Vi- this is a must-win game for the Vikings this week. They get Green Bay next week on New Year's Eve. They should win that one. Green Bay, whew, like... Boy, all the steam off of that uh, came off real quick. Jordan Love taking a sack, 19-yard loss, and fumbling it really destroyed their uh, chances to win. So, no, a, God damn it. They can't get it. Old Dominion can't fucking get it. They're at the half-yard line. They can't get it. Is it Got to go for it. Jeez. Nobody, why can nobody get this done? <laughs> Why is it so fucking hard to pick up 18 inches? It's <laughs> a great question. Why is it so hard? It's a great question. It's ridiculous. So the, I feel like there's going to be an 8 and 9 team get in. I don't know. This, the, the Rams appear to be somewhat competent. They got a good quarterback. So Rams-Lions would be a lot of... Staff, I guess Stafford-Lions would be very interesting. Well, I mean... Again, you have the Packers losing, the Seahawks, if they lose to the Eagles, that'll help the Vikings case. Uh, anyone from the NFC South is just god-awful. Um, we'll, we'll see. That. This is not a great week of football here in the NFL. Uh, I mean, did you see the scenes from Carolina and Atlanta? The like, There were 10,000 fans maybe in attendance for that game at Carolina. One, because the team's so bad and everyone hates owner David Tepper, but the, the weather conditions there were just absolutely miserable. Carolina somehow beats Atlanta 9-7. Cleveland beats Chicago 20-17, but would have lost if Darnell Mooney could have hung on to that Hail Mary at the end there. That was absolutely crazy. The Cowboys... Lay a big goose egg against Buffalo, 31-10. If, if Buffalo should just run James Cook like that every week, and they will be fine. Buffalo getting hot at the right time. And how about what the Raiders did to the Chargers? The Chargers flat out quit Thursday night, and Brandon Staley finally, thankfully, got fired on Friday as head coach of the Chargers. Because I, I get it. You know, Justin Herbert out for the year. You, you just, you're kind of... Oh, did he not get in? They block a field goal. They did, Wester okay. was a false start on fourth and goal. So Western Kentucky will hopefully win in overtime here. Do they have the ball yet or not? No. Nope. Old Dominion this is got terrible. it first. I believe I believe I will have lost my one, two, and three points. So that's, you almost, that's you almost root to lose those games because yes. you're only going to lose half of them. Yep. I just keep losing my ones and twos and my threes. Jesus Christ. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what the outcome here is for that. But uh, I mean, I like Buffalo playing really well right now. Dallas still has to go to Miami. Miami will have Tyreek Hill back, hopefully, maybe. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, San Francisco looks like they're going to claim the one seed, which is good. Um, I mean, they're looking really, really good right now. 
but uh, not a great week of football. It really wasn't. Uh, this week, uh, you got, you know, for Christmas, uh, you got Peacock has Bill's Chargers. Like, the, the, I, I, why? Why? Uh, NBC Peacock got- had Arizona and Purdue. One versus three. It was on Peacock. Awful. Just awful. Uh, the big game of the week is Ravens 49ers. That's in Levi Stadium Monday night. The Ravens uh, with a big win against Jacksonville Sunday night. But that's the game uh, to end the week, and it's a very significant game. That is, uh, I think, the game of the week. Dallas-Miami would be the other one. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Three weeks to go in the NFL regular season, though. Just Saturdays on every game, just with this. Christmas and Saturday games, it's on all the And uh, it sounds like they're expanding international games to, uh, like, potentially nine. They want to go to South America. That could be opening weekend next uh, weekend. They got the, the, the college football apparently is going to have two, uh, two buys each next year because of how it falls with Labor Day. And it's just a whole bunch of weirdness going on with Labor Day so early this year. Um, so there, there's that, I guess, for you. Zach Wilson was 4 of 11 for 26. He had a concussion. And he has no offensive line. Are we going to see Aaron Rodgers this week? His, I think his, he's got a permanent concussion. He's, he was good against the Texans? That would be the outlier. He was decent well, against Kansas. They were... Dolphins had... Oh, yeah, more touchdowns than the Jets had yards at halftime. The Jets had, like, four yards at halftime. Yeah, it was bad. But that this offensive line is horrible. Horrible. Well, you can put Zach Wilson anywhere. He's going to suck. Just get this. Do you really? Do you think Aaron Rodgers will be back this week? He, he is going to get cleared, uh, but the Jets have been eliminated. I want to see him play so he can get hurt again. He ain't going to play they're out of the playoffs. There's no reason, other than his own ego, to say I came back. Say, oh, he can come out and play a snap. Go to hell. Get ready for next year. I mean, this team would be a playoff team if they had him. They've somehow won five games. This so plan for next year. And also, Justin Field was terrible. Nineteen of forty for one sixty-six. I know the, the Browns are good. Two interceptions. Both of those interceptions were on Hail Marys at the end. And that first, that one at the end of the first half, I don't know, know how the Browns guy caught it. It looked like it hit the ground to me. So let, let's. 19 of 40. But let, let, okay, let's just get rid of the interceptions, though, because. 19 of 38. Yeah. Not good. Not, I'm, I'm, the, the, the debate of, oh, should, should we keep them? No, it's done with. Like, if you have to ask that question and you don't know, then get rid of it. They shouldn't have kept him this year. But they, they, what, what do teams do when they keep the, you know how I hate these quarterbacks? They just keep them. They keep Zach Wilson. They keep Justin Fields. For what? And then every week, and then once in a while, they'll have a good game. And they'll say, oh, look at this. Here it is. And then it just reverts back to what it was. And then Brock Purdy's probably going to be the MVP. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. It should be Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. But probably Christian. He should. I think uh, Brock Purdy should be. 
and then he has like two bad games. Like, oh, well, you see, well, oh, he's going to be an MVP and he's going to win a Super Bowl this year. So, and hopefully they give him a good sum of money. Because he's yes. making what, less than a million now. There are, college fo- there are quarterbacks in college football that make more than, than he does. <laughs> Who is the last quarterback better than him that was drafted? Hmm. Hmm. How far do you have to go back to find a better quarterback than Brock Purdy? I don't know. Twenty, I guess twenty twenty was pretty good. He had Burrow, Tua, and Herbert. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts. That was a real good class. Other than two thousand six, Jared Goff. You got to go back. Twenty twelve to Andrew Walker. So, yeah, he's he's been great. He's, I would say, under his uh, first in touchdowns, first in rating, first in touchdown percentage, second in yards. Where does he rank in pass attempts? Uh, Brock Purdy? Yeah. He's first in touchdowns and first in this and first in that. Uh, Tenth? Or is he in pass attempts? 10th or 15th? 21st. Well, okay, okay. But he was, he, oh, yeah, never mind. He's first in all of these things, and he, they, they 21st in attempts. So it's a very impressive season. It is. Yeah, it, oh, it is, it is. I should have kept Western Kentucky. I should have kept Western Kentucky at 27, but uh, I would never. Uh, they were down by three touchdowns. I know. I never should. I'm fine with what I got five points out of it. That that works for me. You all lost some points in there, so I'll take that. I'll keep cushioning that lead a little bit for the inevitable collapse. That's a Um Yeah, it's. I, I, th- I think it should be Christian McCaffrey just for all he does, but I, I see the Brock Purdy point in that. Um, I do. Or put in Sam Darnold, see what happens. What the fuck is there's a bunch of toast and bread on the field? Well, it could, okay, well, let's. This is also the they, same. They, they, the, the, the famous toastery, this, this must be like a Perkins or some sort of a breakfast place or some sort of a restaurant. Never heard of it. To be fair to like Sam Darnold, like there were like the 49ers, this is a team that drafted Trey Lance and he couldn't fit their system at all. So like the I'm not I'm not here to like put a uh, heap all the praise on Brock Purdy. Like most people saying all Brock Purdy all it's everybody else except him. Well Cam Newton is the one who called him a game manager and I'm not willing to say that. Well, I don't- I don't give a fuck what Cam his opinion is Especially his fashion sense. Oh, my God. He, he, I don't care what he says. Well, it is everybody you talk to. You're like, well, it's not... It's not his... They're not good because of him. And it's like, all right, well... It seems like they're, they're better because... I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo got them to a Super Bowl and conference title game, but he's better than him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah, you put Patrick Mahomes on this team, they'd be pretty good. Oh, yeah. You put Zach Wilson on his team, I don't think he'd be worth a shit. So. Uh, let's go to 
baseball here where uh, we, we were on last week when news broke, the report broke of uh, Shohei Otani deferring all of that money. Uh, and it, I think it the vast majority of people that I see, that I've seen, you know, like talk about this are against it. And then the Dodgers go out and get Glasnow from Tampa Bay. It's like, what are you doing here? The Dodgers are becoming a super team here. Uh, to me, this already makes the baseball season unappealing. It does make the Dodgers enemy number one, which is odd because they're the, not—they're not, they're not going to win the World Series. Well, I, I but it, don't 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 get fooled into thinking. Oh, the Dodgers! No, they're not. Well, like, how many years do they have to go and do all this? I know. I I get that. Buy the Diamondbacks. But they they give the they give like, no. They give Glass now a guy. They get, spend and get this all up and it's fine. They'll all get hurt. They'll I, all lose to the Phillies. It doesn't matter. Right, but and Glass now did get hurt. Like he he's been yeah. injured a lot. He does not have a lot of sustainability. But they signed him to a five year, one hundred thirty five million dollar deal. It's like okay, I, I I just don't understand how the rest of baseball can feel good with what the Dodgers are doing, and I don't understand if or how Major League Baseball, the the, uh, the you know the offices there in New York can be okay and like what the Dodgers have done here over the last week. I just don't I don't think it's something that you can like a lot. Do they not try to win? No, but it's with the I mean, I, I, you said last week they need pitchers. No, I, I know that I know that. He's not gonna pitch. Kershaw may not be back and if he is he's not gonna pitch. But it's it's, it's, it's the deferred money. That's the whole aspect of it that that because that allowed them to go out and get glass down, and who's to say that they won't get Yamamoto? Like that's the whole part of it. That that's what I, I again, glass now is a good pitcher, and I don't know why. You're, if you're the Rays, why would you help the Dodgers? Like it, that doesn't make any sense. Now, granted, it's a different league. I get that, but I, yeah, they got a, they got a good pitcher back, Ryan Petto or whatever his name is. If he was so good, how come the Dodgers didn't want him? Because they think glass sounds better. They got to give something to get something. And the Rays obviously aren't going to spend any money. So they'll get a guy who maybe will be just as good, or if not as good, at least cheaper. So I'm sure he'll be very good for Tampa Bay. I I just don't think what the Dodgers are doing is good for the sport and or for fan interest. I really don't. Oh, it's it's fine. Like, Otani was either going to sign with them or, I guess, Toronto or the Cubs. Or, you know, Yamamoto's going to sign with the, the Dodgers, the Yankees, or the Mets. I would imagine. If, and if there's some other, like, if it's the Cubs or the Mets or the Red Sox, mm-hmm. not signing with Milwaukee. He's not signing with Seattle. He's not going to sign with Texas. <laughs> So, I mean, these teams make these signings, but none of it matters because you've got Arizona making the World Series, and you've got right. the Dodgers losing every year, and you got the Braves losing every year. That's fine that you've got these guys, and you need to find a player that will defer all of that money. And in the long run, like he'll save. I thought I saw something like he will save somewhere around ninety-five million taxes because he won't have to pay any California tax on this because he'll be getting all of this money when he's back in Japan when he's 40 years old. Hmm. See, is that yeah. right, though? So, I mean, it's, for him, it's smart. 
Yeah, but is that the right thing? I see. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily like it, but you need. But it's legal. Yeah, it's legal, and you need to find a player who will do that. Like if Bryce Harper says, "Yeah, pay me the rest of my contract ten years from now, so we can go and sign some other guy, so we can sign Blake Snell." They could do that. He yep. probably doesn't want to do that because Otani's got all of this money and he doesn't need it. And the Dodgers can spread this out. Mm-hmm. What, what I don't like is that it's $2 million now, $68 million later per year. But for salary, you know, cap purposes, it's like $42 million a year. Like, why? I, that's the thing I don't understand. Is why, why does it count for that when that is not? That's like funny NFL money. Like, we're going to turn this salary into a bonus, and then that won't count against the salary cap when we can get under. That's the part about it I don't like. Yeah. Like, why, why, why does it count? It counts as $2 million, but really it's $46 million or $42 million for the cap. So, I'm fine with the Dodgers signing them because they're not – it's not going to matter anyway. They still they still need more pitchers. They haven't taken 120 games this year. Like, yeah, I don't. I will never pick them to win the World Series because they because they haven't, and I don't think they will. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna. You know, it's a warm week. It's Christmas week, so hopefully uh, the the hot stove uh, cools off a little bit here, but then we can ratchet things up again uh, come 2024, but hopefully we have a nice uh, holiday break here with the signings. The Royals have done some things. Yes, they have. Yes, I was. I, I, thank you for bringing that up because I was going to and then I forgot. Unlike the Twins, they're actually trying to win. Hunter, uh, was it not Hunter Renfro, but uh, yep. Ren, is yeah, it Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro, he's a Outfielder got some power, bounces around. He's a decent player. And they got Michael Waka from the Padres. Waka Waka. Waka Waka Waka. Two years, $32 million. That would have been like a Twins type guy. Uh, Seth Lugo, also from San Diego for three years, $45 million. So they got a couple of veteran guys for a couple of years to add to a couple of young pitchers that they already have. Zach Grinke should retire, but he wants to come back. He was terrible this year. He was. So I'm in Kansas City. Two couple good young. They got Brady Singer. They got Cole Reagans, who's a good young guy. They got these other couple of veterans who will probably be maybe slightly above league average. So that's they got um, Bobby Witt Jr., who's a star. Mm-hmm. So, and Detroit's doing some stuff, and the Twins are not. So, like you've seen what what Arizona's done, they signed Eduardo Rodriguez. Yep. They re-signed Lurie's Gurriel with purple hair. And the they Twins play. just want to cut salary, cause why put a winning team? Why why not? Why have another exciting season like we had this year? Just why not capitalize, win like the Diamondbacks, and then get better? The Diamondbacks aren't cutting salary; they're adding to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's disappointing. So, yeah, Kansas City doing some stuff. They're not ready to win, but... They're getting they, more competitive. Uh, yeah, they're getting more competitive. So, good for them. Indeed. 
Uh, anything else we need to get to before uh, we say so long for the week? Well, I'm not sure. He was going to be out half the year because he went under underwent a back surgery. Yes. Yep. He should probably retire. DeGrom's going to be out for the Rangers until the All-Star break. They signed Tyler Molly, who was with the Twins. He will also be out until the second half. So Rangers will get by, but all of their their top two guys will be out for a long time. Mm -hmm. About it, yeah. The stupid bowl game got done. Um, About it. I would say it's supposed to be uh, damn near 50 degrees this weekend, so that's great. May get some rain Sunday into Monday. We got rain last week, and it's like we never get rain because it's too cold to rain. Right. Did so, the go- was the golf course open last week? I think so, yeah. It should be open this week. Here, 45 degrees all week long. It yeah. Yeah, why not? It's all new Thursday, Friday. Winter, first day of winter is Thursday. And I'm fine with the warm temperatures because I know it's going to get cold out. So the longer we can push this off, fine with me. And then we, it was it was a month ago, it was a year ago, in which we had a big, mm-hmm. one of our big snowstorms last year, like a foot of snow. Yep. December 16th. And then like three weeks later, we got another foot of snow. So yeah, that was, that was last year. So I'm, and this has to be the warmest December ever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Good for so, those climate change deniers. Happy, uh, yeah, 45 in December, that's fine. So I'm happy with it, as long as it keeps coming. Well, I hope you and Melissa have a very Merry Christmas, and uh, hopefully we can touch base next week, do a short podcast. If not, uh if this is the final one for the year, thanks as always. You know, have a great rest of your. But hopefully, we'll we'll chat next week if we we can find some time. I can't wait for the three or four point Viking win or loss next week, in which the same thing happens. And we'll be as happens. Deja vu. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. And let me be among the 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 first to wish you a. Mer- oh, I've got to be among the middle to wish you a Merry Christmas, right? I don't know if anybody's done it yet. So All right, well, I'm the first then. Well, one of the first. Okay, one of the first. Very good. Uh, let me be among the last to wish you a happy Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Well, Hanukkah's over, so let me be among the last. Who knew? I found out, so. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, very good. Thank you, my friend. We'll, we'll talk to you hopefully next week. All right, I'll see you next week. Travis Krenz joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. Appreciate his time as always. Uh, a little shorter this week here because there's not as much uh, that we need to do. So, uh, talked Vikings, talked to college football, talked college basketball, NBA, so on and so forth. We're going to talk more college football coming up next here with Charlie Hildebrand. Uh, go over what happened uh, on Saturday. I uh, also want to talk to him about Chip Kelly's comments about college football and where it should go. We'll talk about that. We'll pick some bowl games here for this week. And, uh, yeah, so we'll wrap up this uh, pre-Christmas week edition of the Sports Block Podcast. You can find us on podcast.com or archive.org. Just search the Sports Block. uh, Also on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken, Travis on on Twitter at Travis Crins, at Travis Crins. A link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Easy for me to say. I'm not mailing it in for 2023. But uh, coming up next, college football talk. We'll pick some bowl games with Charlie Hildebrand. 
and see how he's thinking a bowl game bowl season's gone so far. That and a little more coming up on this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. We continue here on the Sports Block Podcast, the last, the last Sports Block Podcast before Christmas, and it is college bowl season, college football bowl season, bowl, Capital One Bowl Mania is alive and well, and let's uh, let's go over, let's make some more picks here. Who better to do that with than my good friend from the Northwest Iowa Review, our resident college football expert, Charlie Hildebrand. Charlie, let me be among, I hope, the first or middle to wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, so I believe you are the first. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Uh, good to have you on. Uh, we are, what, 10 games through? Nine games through bowl season now already. Um, so uh, just uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on, uh, on any of the bowl action uh, through nine games? I mean, the early ones are kind of a nice little way to kind of wet your beak and appetize here. We're slowly getting into the really big ones, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm poo-pooing on all of the early ones. But I think if we're all honest with ourselves, unless one of your favorite teams is playing early one, mm-hmm. they can be fun to watch, but there's always some meatier ones that you're waiting for, and we're getting closer to something. I was worried that uh, that UTSA was going to shit the bed against uh, Marshall. Who would have ever thought that Chad Pennington's son and Josh McCown's son would be going against one another in a bowl game? Does that not make you feel old? Yeah, I saw that on Twitter and instantly felt like, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, felt, felt like Matt Damon in Saving Private Ryan, where it goes from the end of the movie where he's young and then it just be like morphs into him in 1998 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's old now, and that's basically how I felt hearing that. Of like, oh no, these guys that I remember. To some, a little bit about Chad Pennington in college, mm-hmm. and then definitely remember both the NFL. And it's just like, oh no, they have kids that are in college now. Was was Byron Leftwich before or after Chad Pennington at Marshall? I believe he was after, if I remember right. That's what I was thinking, too, because I don't think Leftwich is old enough to have a kid in college. I don't think Pennington was there, or at least wasn't starting and playing a lot while Randy Moss was. Mm-hmm. But I think he was in between Randy Moss and then before Leftwich, or at least. I mean, he might have been there while Leftwich was, but I don't Maybe he was the starter right before Leftwich. I don't remember for sure. I will say I do. I do. I understand why they have bigger games on Thursday nights now. I do kind of miss it just being bad games on Thursday. And it's mm-hmm. just like, hey, what's this super high-scoring offense I hear about but have never seen? Oh, hey, I can watch them on a Thursday now. Uh, speaking of kind of shitting the bed here, Old Dominion, whoa, uh, famous toastery bowl. West, they had a twenty-eight nothing lead on Western Kentucky, thirty-five to seven. Only to lose thirty-five to or thirty-eight, thirty-five in overtime. They had a couple of field goals blocked after the game. Western Kentucky did toast uh, Snow Angels. Incredible, just incredible comeback by them. Incredible comeback, and also you missed out on a great segue there. I think it's been broken a couple of times, but I think there was a point in time that Marshall had the biggest bowl record for a comeback win, and I think it maybe was when Byron Leftwich was there. Oh, wow. I'm thinking it was against East Carolina, if I remember right, and I don't remember how much they were down by, and then just, you know, in classic college bowl game fashion, stormed back and 
How, I, I think it was those two, if I remember right. Like circa, I don't know, somewhere between like 02 and 05, something okay. like that. How do you feel so far about your picks and where you stand in our, our college bull pick'em group? I'm in last place, but I'm okay with it now because I think I have the second highest possible points remaining still. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I do not think that I'm going to win it. Um, I think it's fun that you bring me on here to ask me questions based off how it's gone so far. It should be me calling you and talking to you as the expert since you're in first place right now. Well, I I will say I, I really missed on New Mexico State. I should have put them down for lower points. I had... Louisiana, I had Jacksonville State and Louisiana for 22 points, I think, and I moved it down. I just got a little scared of the the way the line was moving. I'm like, okay, I'm still going with Jacksonville State, but uh, I'll, I'll move it down a little lower. I should have moved New Mexico State to like 10 or 12, and I should have moved Boise State UCLA down to like a 1 or a 2 because I had no idea. So I've missed out on 34 points, uh, but so I'm... Even though I am in the lead currently, record-wise and for, with points, I, you know, if everything plays out the way we all have it, I would not win. But uh, yeah, so far I am pleasantly surprised by how I'm doing, and I must say, uh, the only one who had Western Kentucky, uh, even though it was only five points, I moved that from twenty-seven to five actually because the. I found out their starting quarterback wasn't playing. I'm like, oh boy, nope, nope, I can't do this. So I could have had way more points with Western Kentucky, but it was not worth the risk uh, once uh, Austin Reed wasn't playing. So I moved it down. I should say I appreciate what you're doing, doing the strong Midwest nice, and I'm going to be, you know, a little self-deprecating. Uh, so I will say this on your behalf, I suppose. Okay. You're seven and two. You're in the 94.8 percentile. And when you're saying which ones you didn't get right, you know, it's not a Las Vegas parlay. You're not going to get all 43 of them right. Right. And obviously you are doing – and, you know, there's just it's just how it works. I would imagine nobody ever gets all of them right. I mean, I'm sure some people probably get close. Mm-hmm. You know, the what is it? I don't know. I, it appears I'm in 91,223rd place and in the 48th percentile right now so i think we could say roughly there's two hundred thousand people doing it yes give or take yep so i'm sure there will be a couple people that only get like six wrong but there's still i would imagine everybody's gonna have some someone in the 20s or the 30s that they get wrong i don't because that's just how it works i don't want to uh to flout how good i'm doing right now and say, oh, look, I'm, I'm so confident about this because I know what can happen in a, in a millisecond here in a heartbeat. So um, I, I, I don't want karma to flip the other way. So I just taking a deep breath. Very apropos metaphor since we're talking on National Signing Day. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, we will get to that a little later on here, too. I do want to actually, you know what, Let, let's bring, let's let's talk about National Signing Day. Um any thoughts on it? Uh, Georgia once again steals the show. Number one recruiting class, what twenty top ESPN three hundred recruits. Alabama second. Oregon very good uh, uh, with three or third uh, nationally ranked class. Ohio State was fourth. So it's weird to say, but Oregon is the best Big Ten school in terms of recruiting. Um, I, I will never get used to saying that, and I don't like saying it. But uh, 
what are your biggest takeaways from National Signing Day? And I would like to ask you about uh, the what the five-star quarterback that uh, spurned Georgia for Nebraska. I mean, I can talk to you some stuff about Nebraska. I don't follow signing nearly as closely as I used to. Mm-hmm. When you go on like 10 or 12 years of following it and just see how many guys you spend time reading and caring about that just never end up playing, mm-hmm. I've kind of decided to not pay. I mean, I'll, I will read stuff here and there. Certainly once guys sign, they'll be like, oh, I'll read about these guys. If it's a really high-profile guy that commits to Nebraska – I'll read about that sometimes, but I don't fret or stress over it the way that I used to. Probably to a degree because Nebraska's been bad for a while. But I mean, um, how did Matt Rule get? Uh, was it Rayola? To I mean, he was. I don't know Ed- if it's pronounced Rayola or Rayola, and I should say, and I I've heard it before because his father played at Nebraska. He was an All American center. And his uncle is the current offensive line coach. Is is that really all it took? Because I would think the better winning opportunity is going to be at Georgia. I mean, can he buy like just even wait another year for Carson Beck to see what he does and whatnot? Like, uh, I mean, it just depends what he wants. Yeah, I guess. I so. mean, like, I think if there's anything we know about collegiate athletics, and this is not taking into account how good coaching staffs are in preparing you for the next level, because that's obviously an important part of it, too. But the NFL will find you wherever you are, whether you're at the best of the best school or you're at a small NAI I mean, if you're yep. good enough and you look good enough on tape, they will be like, yep, we're interested in this guy. So in terms of it, the other thing, too, if he goes to Georgia, and I'm not saying it's wrong that he didn't go to Georgia. I mean, I'm glad that he didn't go there. Yeah, but, I bet you are. <laughs> but if you go to Georgia... Best case scenario is you're just going to be like, oh, hey, uh, and I can't believe how fast college football works. I'm blanking on the guy's name who just two years ago won back-to-back national titles at Georgia. Oh, uh, uh, Beck, um, Car- uh, oh, my God. Um, uh, the, the, the Car- uh, Bennett the fourth, Stetson Bennett. Stetson fourth. Bennett, that's yep. right. Yep. Now, he might be more talented than Stetson Bennett. He almost certainly would not have as good of a record as Stetson Bennett. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we can go through time. There's not a whole lot of quarterbacks that won back-to-back national titles. And so, I mean, to a degree, it's just like, well, you can go there, and even if you do everything right and you're more talented, people aren't going to look at you the same way as this other guy, where if you – and this isn't specifically Nebraska, but if you're at a lot of different schools, you can be – like the guy for the next 20 years and you don't need to win a national title or a Heisman trophy. to do it. And the other thing is that, I mean, I think you and I ourselves would look at things a certain way. And I think and I prefacing this by saying I'm a victim of this all the time too. and make this mistake. The different kids are just looking for different things. Yeah. Some people, some kids are like, well, yeah, I want to go and I want to play for a school. That's great. And be ranked number one and possibly win four national titles, which I think we can safely say is not going to happen at Nebraska. Yeah, But there's other kids that are like, well, I want to go somewhere. I want to be the guy, and I want people to remember me as the guy that, you know, turned mm-hmm. things around or built things. Yep. And that I am the, you know, the star of the show as opposed to just one of the many guys in a long line of things. Right. 
Right. Nope, I think that's a great point. But but also, if his father didn't play at Nebraska and his office and his uncle's not a coach at Nebraska, I don't think there's any way he would go there. Okay. I mean I think that is well, I mean, not how much like is the, the only reason, but is a major, major, major part. How, I mean, that, how much that is, apparently that rule has his stuff together much better than Scott Frost did. Well, I mean, how much though is, I mean, Matt Rule was talking about how much it costs to get a quarterback, like one and a half to two million dollars. Is the NIL money uh, at Nebraska that much uh, higher than, you know, say maybe Georgia or some of these other uh, prolific schools? Like, do they have their NIL program in, in, uh, in in I you know it might be I don't know I don't know all the ins and outs I can tell you this that Nebraska while it is not as populous as the state as mm-hmm. Georgia or Alabama the loyalties for the favorite football team are not spread like those states right. are oh yes as yep. the only Division One well, I guess Omaha's Division One but they don't have football right um, and the other thing is that they always I mean I, I think I saw. You know, they're, they're always in the top 25 in revenue for the athletic department. They are one of the uh, – this next fact doesn't have much to do with how much they bring in, but I know they're one of the few ones that doesn't get any state money at all. I mean, there's some that don't need it. Like, I think Michigan gets five hundred grand each year okay. from the state of Michigan, which they don't need, right. but they do get. But I know that Nebraska is self-sustaining. But the other weird thing, and I, and I don't know the ins and outs of this, but I don't know how much things are split between donations to just the athletic department, where it's like you can do whatever you want with this, mm-hmm. or to pro or to colleges specific NIL things. Um, but in terms of rules, saying you know one point five or two million, I think that was basically just him advertising, sure. saying, "Hey, we want." you boosters and people to spend more money on this and we're also telling guys that we will pay you money to do this too oh absolutely every head coach is doing it they're they're begging donors to do it who is it um not dabble sweeney there was some coach at a a school down south there's like what we need you guys to open up your maybe it was uh shane beamer at at south carolina it was one of those um, southern schools that was like, yeah, we, we we really need it. And there's a mass exodus right now going on at Florida State, which is interesting. And I, like you, I don't follow uh, recruiting day to a to a large degree. I, I it's interesting to see what schools rank where, or like what uh, like who's the best in the Big Ten, or where like Minnesota stands, or where you know Virginia Tech stands in the ACC, and so on and so forth. But what I think the, the most fascinating part about this, to me, and just the, the very um, little that I've skimmed through it so far, is that Oregon is the third has the third best recruiting class, and that doesn't factor in that they have gotten two fantastic quarterbacks potentially. Uh, in the transfer Oh, that's portal. right. I forgot about the transfer stuff. It's what? the Oklahoma guy, and I forget who the other one was. It's uh, the freshman from UCLA. Uh, is it Dylan Moore? Oh, right. Yeah, the, yeah, the five-star guy. Yeah. Leaving, so, leaving one conference team to technically go to another conference team because they're both in different conferences yeah. now, but are so, still conference opponents. So that doesn't factor into those recruiting classes, but that is it's very significant that... Dan Lanning and his staff have been able to land two, like, 
you all, you have the succession plan now to Bo Nix with Dylan Gabriel, and then you have the succession plan after Gabriel with more if he chooses to stay around. Uh, that is an incredible. I mean, maybe if, if if Gabriel beats out more. Well, that's that's true too. I would think he would. This almost seems to me like you're you're trying to plan two years ahead with this because Moore is only a freshman, and I believe for Gabriel, this has to be his last year of eligibility because he was at UCF and then Oklahoma for two years. So I think this has to be it for him. But it's just remarkable to me, and I don't know if that factored into the like getting the recruits, and I don't know if there were quarterbacks involved in in that recruiting class, but it's still uh, significant what Dan Lanning has done to make Oregon into that perennial power, it appears. Uh, they're going to they're gonna factor into the Big Ten uh, championship discussion year one and, and possibly the college football playoff, uh, I think, just with what they've been able to do through the transfer portal. I think it'll be interesting to see what Oregon does um, just for the next five to ten years. I think, in theory, like the best case scenario is they do what Clemson did under Dabo from you know twenty eleven or whatever it was through like last year or the year before, mm-hmm. where it was just like. Now the difference is, is I think the Big Ten is going to be tougher than the ACC was. Maybe not all of those years, but most of those years for Clemson and the ACC. If anything, just because they're adding even more schools now mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, but. I think that's something they theoretically could do. I mean, Oregon's always, you know, it's there's a difference between being like the good school and the sexy school, and Oregon seems to be kind of like doing both of those. Yes, yes. And, you know, they, they, they haven't won a national title, but, you know, almost nobody wins a national title. Mm-hmm. But they're really good. They're on TV all the time. They had a Heisman Trophy finalist, who I think that probably played a big role in getting the quarterbacks to treat. They have 300,000 uniform combinations, and they have Phil Knight. Yeah, and, you know, we can make fun of that at times, and some people don't care about that, but some kids do care about that. And they have found a way to get the kids that do care about that, but not the flaky ones who are just like, oh, well, well, or or if they do get those kids, it ends up, you know, weeding them out some way, shape, or form, because obviously uh, Landing has been incredibly successful in his short time at Oregon. Mm Mm-hmm. He has. Well, let's make some picks, uh, shall we, for this week's bowl games here, starting if, if you are ready, or did you have any yep. other thoughts on that, on uh, recruit on recruiting day or anything in general? Uh, the only other thing is one of the reasons I don't follow it as closely is that National Science Day is always on a Wednesday. And when I worked at the Sioux City Journal and when I worked in Aberdeen, I had Wednesdays off, and I don't have Wednesdays off. Uh, I work Monday through Friday, so... The idea of I have not followed all of this mega closely, but I could really quickly learn a bunch of stuff while, you know, watching two or three hours of signing day stuff on ESPN and the Big Ten Network and also scrolling through Twitter. That is not something that I can do now on Wednesday. But the trade-off is you get weekends off for the most part. The trade-off, yeah. I, I'm, much, I'm much more glad doing what I do now yes. yep. than it going this way and working at a much more stable job where I'm full-time. Mm-hmm. But it was nice having Wednesday off at times for things like that. Just be like, oh, hey, let's just watch this for three straight hours and see what happens. Right. 
Well, let's pick some bowl games here for this week. And we'll start with Thursday's games because we've already talked about Monday and Tuesday and we talked about Saturday already. There were no bowl games on Wednesday. So Thursday, uh, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl features 6-6 six six U.S. Uh, South Florida versus 6-6 six six Syracuse, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Charlie, who you got winning and uh, how many confidence points? I'm trying to control find here so I can look through all of this fast instead of scrolling through. Why is it not going? Oh, there it is. I just had to scroll down one more. Um, I have Syracuse winning at 14 confidence points. Okay. I had this. I didn't know where. I think I had this in the 20s here with Syracuse. Then uh, learning that Schrader is not... uh, going to play in this one, the starting quarterback for Syracuse. That makes me a little more worried uh, about them. I, I'm giving them nine confidence points here to win, so I've, I've downgraded them considerably because of the quarterback injury. But hey, congrats to them for getting Kyle McCord in the transfer portal. So that's uh, he's not playing this one, but uh, congrats to him nonetheless. How about on Friday then, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa uh, six and six Georgia Tech against six and six Central Florida. Six thirty p.m. Eastern, five thirty p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Charlie, who's winning and how many confidence points? This one, I have Georgia Tech for three confidence points. Okay, it is one where I'm picking a little bit of an upset, so I am going very low on confidence points. I, I like where you're going there. I have UCF for twenty-two confidence points. Uh, some point here, come on, Gus Malzahn, you gotta. You got to win, uh, win one of these. Well, I guess they did beat. What the, did they beat Florida last year, or was that two years ago in the Gasparilla Bowl? Uh, at this point, I've already forgotten yeah. if that was last year or two it, years ago. It, obviously, I thought UCF. I mean, technically, I suppose we should give UCF credit for getting to a bowl game. There was a point in time it was like, why they are so bad in yeah. the Big Twelve? This is awful. Yeah, and, and Bobby, by no means were they good, but they did find a way to get to six. They, and they really should be playing South Florida in, during the last week of the regular season for rivalry week. I don't know why that yeah. is. Um, they got to get that I rivalry back. I always say, I don't like conference realignment, and one of the things I hate is when they're in different conferences and they pretend like that means they can't play rivalry yep. games still. There are a handful of situations where some schools, you know, like, Michigan, if they left it by Big Ten, would be like, oh, well, we have four rivals. We maybe can't play all four of them. But most schools only have one, maybe two real rivals. And it's like, come on, if it's an in-state one, find a way to do it. Exactly. Uh, Saturday, the 23rd, full slate of college football uh, bowl games here. Seven on the docket here. It begins with the 76 uh, Birmingham Bowl. In Birmingham, Alabama, eleven and two Troy against seven and five Duke, noon Eastern on ABC. Charlie, who you got winning, and how many confidence points? I've got Troy for sixteen points. It's always weird with coaching changes. I could see this meeting Troy easily wins, but also, I mean, Duke did look good at times this year. They did. So, and, uh, so I'm going Troy still, but that's why I'm, I'm under the. Uh, I forget how many total are there. 43. 43, so the 22 is the halfway point. That if you're above 22, it means you're more confident. But anyways, that's I, I picked Troy, but that's why it's under 
the 22 threshold. Okay. I, I too, am going with Troy, and for the reasons that you mentioned, you know, with the coaching change at Duke, and also the fact that Riley Leonard is uh, going to Notre Dame now, uh, as you know, through the transfer portal and whatnot. Uh, so they don't have their best quarter. They don't have arguably their best offensive player. They don't have their head coach. I don't know where Duke's motivation is. I got Troy for 29 confidence points. Uh, the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, six and six Arkansas State against six and six Northern Illinois, noon Eastern on ESPN. Charlie, who you got in this one? Uh, this is another lower one. I've got Arkansas State for 15 points. I have Northern Illinois for two. Because I have no clue. So Don't know if I remember right, I think this is one where I looked up the Las Vegas odds mm-hmm. and Arkansas State was a slight favorite, but everyone was picking Northern Illinois and I was like, Well, I don't want to go super hyper points on this. There you thing. go. Uh Butch Jones is the head coach at Arkansas State, I believe. Well, no wonder they've only won six games this year then. <laughs> Uh, Butch Jones, when uh, the turnover chain was real popular, and his was like, hey, let's have a trash can, and then they can jump and dunk it into the trash can if they get a turnover. It's like, man, this is such a bad, like a bad visual thing. Like, I get what you're doing, but in some ways you're saying, hey, look how garbage we are. I I was just going to say, it's it's an apt metaphor for his uh, coaching tenure there at Tennessee. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas, 11-1. James Madison against 8-4 Air Force, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Charlie, who you got in this one and how many confidence points? I've got James Madison in this one. I don't know why. I feel a little bit more confident. And I've got um oh, whoops I pressed there for twenty eight points okay. for James Madison. Initially, I'm I mean, a little I'm a little leery just because you know Air Force sometimes those service academy option schools do. Yeah, the options weird in bowl games. Yes. There are times where it's like it looks like you did not watch single tape ever mm-hmm. and don't know how to defend this. And there are other times that they are good defensively and motivated. It's like well. You held him to 110 yards at three points. Good yep. job. So, I this was one initially when I ranked him, and up until maybe even a couple of days ago, I had JMU for like 22, 24 points. But their head coach is left. He's at Indiana. Their quarterback is in the transfer portal, and I think he's not going to play. And it's supposed to be rainy and thunderstorms in uh, you know for, forecasted during this game. I had JMU for and so I not I downgraded JMU all the way to eight points. I think I'm going to switch to Air Force now. I'm going to go Air Force with eight. I mean that's smart thinking, but it is worth noting. Air Force planes in the rain and thunder sometimes that can oh, cause that, issues. That's true. And for James Madison, this is their first bowl game, so they may be motivated just by that fact alone. Uh, okay, well, we'll switch back to JMU, but I'm still only going eight points. That's, because... that's one of the things for a lot of these, why it is so hard to figure out, especially these ones, is it's a lot of times it is not who's better. It's who wants to be there and who doesn't really care. Right. And whose team, whose team starting quarterback, starting center, and two receivers actually uh, went out drinking the night before when yep. they didn't plan on doing it, but some boosters go to them into it, and then they boost until five. And again, you know, the head coach, Levy, that always is a factor in bowl games because, you know, how motivated are those players then to be there if the coach has already left? 
Uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise. Uh, six and six Georgia State against six and six Utah State. Three thirty p.m. Eastern, two thirty p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Charlie, who you got in this one? Uh, this one I've got Georgia State for eighteen points. This is not one that I feel mega mega great on, but I'm going with Georgia State. I too am going with Georgia State. One point. This is the one I don't know the. I, I feel the least good about so. We're going to go Georgia State for one. Uh, the 68 Ventures Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. 6-6 six and six, USA, USA, South Alabama against 6-6 six and six Eastern Michigan. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Charlie, who do you like in this one? Uh, this one is partially because of the Las Vegas spread when I looked up my uh, picks. And I should say I've not changed them in the last four or five days or so. Uh, I've got South Alabama. For 40 points. You and I are the exact same on this one. I just do not trust Eastern Michigan. I think South Alabama will do just fine. I, too, have them for 40 points. So, so I think that's the first where we've had the exact same one. Yes. Yes. I know we've had others where it's the same pick and it's been really close to the same slot. But. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this is the, the first one identical. And we did not talk ahead of time here, so this is a this, this is a good omen, I think, for us here. Hopefully, no. Uh, if we talked ahead of time, it wouldn't be this game that we picked the same one. Right. We would have picked a bigger one, but right. Well, I mean, you have to throw like a, a oddball in there every once in a while just to throw people off the trail. Uh, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl in Las Vegas, eight and four Utah against seven and five Northwestern, seven thirty p.m. Eastern. 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Charlie, what about this game? I think we may have talked about this one briefly when yeah. we did this last. Yeah. Uh, I had Utah winning. Uh, Kyle winning the very good in bowl games. Doesn't lose very often, although I think he did last year, if I remember. Yeah, in the Rose Bowl, because I had him for 43 confidence points. But a lot of times it's because it's like, oh, well, actually, this other team is technically more talented. I don't think that's the case this year. And I think Northwestern, while a great story, their luck runs out. I've got Utah for the maximum 43 points. I can't go Utah for 43. I had them a little higher. I've downgraded a little bit because the pig farmer, I believe, is not going to play quarterback for him. But um, I think he he entered the transfer portal. They'll, They'll have someone. I do trust Kyle Whittingham, and I do trust Utah more than Northwestern. I have Utah for 36 points. So very close there. Still pretty high. Yep. Yep. Uh, And finally, the final game on Saturday is the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl uh, in uh, wherever wherever they're playing this game at now. It's not the old Honolulu Stadium or Aloha Stadium. It's wherever Hawaii's playing their games. 7-5 Coastal Carolina against 7-5 San Jose State. 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Charlie, how about uh, who's winning this one out in Hawaii? Uh, real briefly, I do want to say whoever's in charge of setting up the ESPN site has blundered in not having the name of the bowl game at the top because I wish I could just search by the bowl game. Oh, that would be that would be very. You know, when you say like Georgia, and I'm like Control Fine Georgia, it's like oh, there's more than one Georgia and stuff like that. Yes. That would be nice. But anyways, not a huge deal. Uh, I have San Jose State, but for 19 points. Okay. So below the 22-point threshold, but not a ton below it. I believe Coastal Carolina's head coach 
Did he leave, or maybe it was just, no, maybe it's just Grayson McCall, their quarterback. He entered the transfer portal. He's not gone. He did. I don't remember if their coach left or not. And maybe it was. Maybe that was last year. Regardless. In, inside baseball, uh, as I am getting ready to be out of town next week on vacation, I am sprinting through work stuff for this week and next week. So there are some things that go into one eyeball and out the other, and I kind of forget stuff. I, I definitely remember that McCall is transferring. I will remember where to, but... The, for that reason, though, I, too, will take San Jose State, and I have them at 31 points. So, uh, the last three games on Saturday really could dictate to me, like, how, how the rest of bowl season goes. A 40, a yeah, 36, Saturday's and a, a big day for you. Yes. I yes, mean, it's it a big day for me, because, like, that Utah's my number one one. If I don't... If I get that and miss a bunch of the others, it's not a huge deal. But if I miss that one, I'm screwed. I have a 1, a 2, an 8, a 29, a 31, a 36, and a 40. So if I'm going to miss on any of them, it better be on the low ones, the 1, 2, and the 8. Uh, you got to hit on those on those high ones, and we'll see what happens there. And then we'll, let's just pick the Tuesday. Then So the 26th, the, the, the day after Christmas, there are three bowl games there. The Quick Lane Bowl, 7-5 Bowling Green against 5-7 Minnesota, the only 5-7 team playing in a bowl game this year. 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Uh, Charlie, who do you like in this one? It depends on the on timing. A lot of times, I will at first glance want the Power Five school over the Group of Five. Now, there's obviously motivation stuff in there. The other thing too, I don't remember if they still are, but that first year they let five and seven teams in, where it was your Gophers, Mike Hornhuskers under Mike Riley, and I forget who the other team was. Mm-hmm. But all three of the five and seven teams won, and yes. the five and seven teams have a better record than you think they would. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just that they're like, wow, we didn't think we we're going to get in and we're excited now. Yep. Anyways, enough blabbering. I've got Minnesota, and I'm basically right around that uh, midway point. I've got Minnesota for 21. You Minnesota for 21? Yep. Oh, we were so close to getting a second one right. I have Minnesota for 20. That's pretty, pretty damn close. It is. It is. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe Minnesota can have a little extra motivation because they lost to Bowling Green, was it last year or two years ago on homecoming? Like, just a disgustingly bad game. Uh, no business losing to Bowling Green, and, and they did. So, a little revenge factor there. How about the serve for that uh, quick lane bowl, by the way, is in Detroit. Uh, exactly the place you want to be at around Christmas time. Uh, Surf Pro First Responder Bowl in Dallas, Texas. 7-5 Texas State against 6-6 six six Rice. 5.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Charlie, who do you like in this one? Uh, this one, another one, where I think I am going with uh, what Vegas said as part of it. One where I don't know tons about either team. I've got Rice, but for six points. I, uh, uh, Daniels, the, the former quarterback at Georgia, and then he went to West Virginia and went to the USC, too. He's the quarterback at Rice. That makes me want to take Rice, but I'll go with Texas State for three. Very, very low confidence. I don't, I don't feel so, confident. Yeah, both of us are not, uh, these are not the hills we're dying on no. when it comes to picking this game. For sure, for sure. And then finally, the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix Arizona, 8-4 Kansas against 9-4 UNLV, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Charlie, who do you like in this one? 
Uh, this is one, and I feel bad for picking against UNLV, who had a good season. I know UNLV doesn't go to bowl games very often, so this could come back to bite me. This could be UNLV Super Bowl. But also, Kansas doesn't go to bowl games very often, and while they did go to one last year, they lost uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, I yeah. think, if I remember right. In, like, t- triple overtime or something. It was a crazy good game. It was a great game, I remember, and I think they tried a trick play, like on a two-point conversion in overtime, if I remember mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and lost on it, but I've got Kansas. I think Kansas, you know, just it, as they're improving and getting better, will uh, probably come in with that same kind of energy. I don't think UNLV is probably as good as that Arkansas team last year, um, at least man-for-man man across the board, especially on the offensive and defensive lines. I've got Kansas. For 38 points. Oh, Charlie, we were so close again. Um, I know that the Kansas is starting quarterback, but Daniels isn't playing. Was it the, the day of a bean guy or something like that? Uh, Kansas, a lot of good potential there. UNLV, fine season, but I, I too agree that Kansas too much. They're they're a better team. They. This is going to become the norm for Kansas, and they want to get to bowl games. They're going to be excited. They're going to play hard. I have Kansas for 37. Just a one-off again. If, if anything, for me, this is more of just a Kansas coach, Lance Leipold thing. Sure. But I think he will get them to win. Sure. So, yeah. Very good. Well, Charlie, I always appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Have a great time. Uh, in New York next week, and we will uh, we'll, have, we'll find some time, and we'll we'll make some picks for next week's bowl games as well, hopefully. But have a very merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you, and I get to celebrate another uh, Nebraska offseason national title with getting Dylan Raiola, which they're great at doing. That is Nobody's great. better at getting offseason national titles than not going to bowl games. Than <laughs> it is your bowl. That is your bowl game. So there you go. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie Hildebrand from the Northwest Iowa Review. Kind enough to join me here and uh, pick some games. And yeah, we were so close on a couple of them. Minnesota, and we were dead on with USA. We were one off on Minnesota and Kansas. We're going to wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. We'll look back at uh, week week fifteen. Yeah, I guess so. Yikes! And make some early picks for week sixteen here as uh, we wrap up this week's edition, the Christmas edition of the Sports Block Podcast. And we wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, as we always do, with a look back at the previous week in the NFL and make some early picks for the following week. So let's go back to week 15. Began Thursday night. Uh, the LA Chargers no-showed against the Las Vegas Raiders. Easton Stick got the start for the Chargers. The, the, the Raiders were up 42 to nothing at half or whatever. 49 nothing. They won 63-21. Awful display by the Chargers. The entire team quit. And then head coach Brandon Staley got fired Friday morning, and rightfully so. Saturday, a triple header on the NFL Network. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-24. The Vikings had a 17-3 lead going into the fourth quarter. Gave up three touchdowns on consecutive drives. Uh, Had a chance to win in overtime, potentially. Nick Mullins couldn't sneak it uh, six inches on third and fourth down. And the Bengals ultimately went on the field with a bad loss for the Vikings. But the Bengals and Jake Browning keep rolling. Indianapolis Colts beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-13. Gardner Minshew solid in this one. The Steelers had a 13-0 lead and didn't score the rest of the game. George Pickens was lazy blocking. It, 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 it's, it, things are going bad and downhill in a hurry for the Steelers. 
here. We'll see if they can bounce back this week. And then Saturday night, the Detroit Lions bounced back in a big way with a 42-17 win over the Denver Broncos. Jared Goff was great. He threw three touchdowns to rookie tight end Jake Laporta. Uh, Russell Wilson and, and the Broncos appeared to have a touchdown in the fourth quarter that maybe could have gotten them back in this game. They ultimately didn't throw the challenge flag. And then Sean Payton yelled at Russell Wilson. And like, Sean Payton's such a yuck. Uh, regardless, the Lions get the big win. On Sunday, the Carolina Panthers won uh, 9-7 against the Atlanta Falcons. It was rainy in Charlotte, absolutely miserable. There was, what, like maybe 5,000, 10,000 fans there. Uh, those, those hardy individuals saw the Panthers get a win. Good for them, but yikes. A lot of empty seats there. Cleveland Browns beat the Chicago Bears 20-17. Cleveland uh, was trailing throughout much of this game. But uh, came back late. Joe Flacco hit Amari Cooper, made a nice move, and scored a touchdown. They got the ball back, kicked a field goal. The Bears had a chance to win late with a Hail Mary. Darnell Mooney had it in his hands, and he just couldn't corral it. Ended up getting interception, intercepted, and the Browns prevailed 20-17 uh, to 17 to improve to 9-5. and five. Baker Mayfield in the Bucks. Wow, look out. They beat the Green Bay Packers 34-20 in Lambeau. Baker threw for uh, 381 and four touchdowns in this one. Jordan Love uh, had a chance to lead the Packers uh, down the field to try and, you know, maybe cut the lead in half. It took a terrible sack, 19-yard loss sack, and fumbled it, and that pretty much ended any chance the, the Packers had. Bucks get a big win there to get in first place in the NFC South. Miami Dolphins shut out the New York Jets 30 to nothing. Uh, no Tyreek Hill, no problem. Raheem Mostert, two rushing touchdowns. Jalen Waddle had eight catches, 142 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the defense played great. Zach Wilson got concussed for the Jets. Bad. They're, they're eliminated from the playoffs now. So no need to worry about Aaron Rodgers, which is great. New Orleans Saints stopped Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants 24-6. DeVito and the Giants offense couldn't get much going. Uh... Derek Carr got things going late for the Saints, and they got the win, and that's what matters most, putting them in a tie for first place with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC South. Houston Texans get the big win over the Tennessee Titans, 19-16. No C.J. Stroud in this one. They didn't. They don't have Tank Dell. They had multiple wide receivers out, but Nico Collins was out. They still won. Uh, Kaimi Fairburn, uh, their kicker, welcome back. Four field goals, including a game-winning 52-yard field goal in overtime. Fantastic stuff here by the Texans. Uh, they just scrap. They just find ways to win. Next man up mentality, and they get the win over Tennessee. Kansas City Chiefs beat the New England Patriots 27-17. Wasn't a great day for the offense. Kadarius Tony had another pass go off of his hands that resulted in interception, but uh, Mahomes and company did what they needed to and got the win over Kansas City. 49ers get the win over the Arizona Cardinals, 45-29. Brock Purdy, four touchdowns in this one. He was great. Christian McCaffrey had three touchdowns, one rushing, two receiving. Defense had a pick six. This 49ers team is super good. Um, one reason why I feel very confident about them being in the Super Bowl. LA Rams beat the Washington Commanders 28-20. The, the Rams had a commanding 28-7 lead in the fourth quarter. Jacoby Brissett comes in for Sam Howell, got benched. He leads Washington on a couple of touchdown drives but ultimately Washington runs the, the ball out with, or runs the clock out with Kyron Williams Rams get the win 
Dallas Cowboys no-showed in Buffalo. Buffalo Bills with a statement win, 31-10 over Dallas. James Cook had a marvelous day. What, uh, over 100 yards rushing, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown. He was great. The defense stymied Dallas, and they controlled the ball uh, all game long. Buffalo gets the big win there. Baltimore Ravens beat the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday Night Football 23-7. Uh, Brandon McManus missed a couple of field goals for the Jaguars from 50-plus out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence fumbled it. Mistakes, Mistake-prone Jaguars helped lead the Ravens to victory. And then Monday Night Football, the Seattle Seahawks beat the Philadelphia Eagles 20-17. Eagles have now lost three in a row. Cool moment for Drew Locke leading that game-winning touchdown drive with a minute and 24 to go. Uh, 92 yards. He was great. DK Metcalf had several big catches. Uh, meant a lot to Drew Locke afterward in the postgame interview uh, with Lisa Salters. It was great to see the Seahawks get the win to stay uh, in that uh, competitive NFC wildcard race. Let's go to week 16 then. Begins Thursday on Amazon Prime, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time with the 7-7 seven seven Saints and the 7-7 seven seven Rams. Both teams Vying for wildcard spot. The Saints still have a shot at the NFC South. Like the Rams to get the win here. I think they're playing the better football right now. Saturday, then, a doubleheader. We have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Bengals are playing well right now. Steelers aren't. Give me the Bengals in this one. And then a Peacock exclusive. It is the 8-6 Buffalo Bills at the 5-9 LA Chargers. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time on Peacock on Saturday. Chargers... Yuck. Uh, what, what what was that last week? No chance. Bills are rolling. Give me the Bills in this one. Bills Mafia will be out in full force for this game. Lions at the Minnesota Vikings, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Nick Mullins getting a start for the Vikings here. I don't know why. I'm Give your fans a little bit of hope here, either for the division or for the wild card. Just keep it Fox. I guess I'll go with the Colts. I don't feel great about this. I think Atlanta should win, but... At the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. If Green Bay doesn't win this game, Packers get the win. Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Case Keenan played good. The Texans, they're a solid team. Very good team. I think the Browns are just a little better. Give me Joe Flacco. Central Time on CBS. Jacoby Brissett plays. I kind of like the Commanders in this one. But we'll give it to the Jets here because why not? Uh, Jets get the win. Seattle Seahawks at the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, that was bad last week against Houston. Can you beat Geno Smith and the Seahawks? It would help Vikings fans. It would help the, a lot of other teams in the NFC wildcard. Derrick Henry, let's see something. I'll go with Seattle here, but I don't feel confident about that. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Bill is mired in a three-game losing streak. Their lead in the AFC South is gone. They need to win desperately. The Bucs are leading the NFC South. They still probably will at the end of this week. I'm going Jacksonville to get the win here. Arizona Cardinals at the Chicago Bears. 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Bears are playing better football. Both teams are playing good football. I, I'll just take the, the Bears to get the win over Arizona. Dallas Cowboys at the Miami Dolphins. 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. The something's got to give game because both these teams don't beat teams with winning records, but don't beat good teams. I'll go with the home team here. I'll go with Miami. Maybe Dallas is awoken after last week's no-show in Buffalo. Uh, if Tyreek Hill plays for the Dolphins, if he doesn't, I'm going with the Cowboys. Uh, then 
New England Patriots at the Denver Broncos, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on the NFL Network. No. No. Just don't. The, the Broncos get the win here. Patriots don't do good in mile high, for the most part. Christmas Day triple header, uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Raiders scored 63 last week. That won't happen this week. Chiefs get the win here over the Raiders. New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Big game here for the Eagles. they got to snap that three-game losing streak. They will. They'll get a big win over DeVito and company. I got the Eagles. Baltimore Ravens at the San Francisco 49ers, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ABC. It is the game of the week. It is a potential Super Bowl preview. Ravens are playing really good right now, but no one's slowing down the 49ers. Give me the 49ers to keep on rolling. And those are your official, uh, those are your picks. Uh, listen, sportsblog.com, uh, the stack, it, it's currently undergoing some renovations apparently. So uh, we won't have a blog. We won't, we don't have the, the picks for you. Our, our football Friday posts, we don't, it just won't happen uh, for a while. Um while the site's undergoing construction and maintenance and whatnot. So uh, we'll be back in 2024 at some point. But uh, those those are your picks. And so there we do it. Uh, so Merry Christmas to one and all. Hopefully you all have a wonderful holiday uh, weekend with family and friends. Um, find out the reason for the season. But Merry Christmas to you all uh, and to all a good night. We'll talk to you next week for our final episode of 2023. So for Travis... And Charlie, I'm Nathan. Find this podcast on podcast.com or archive.org. Uh, search Sports Block on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken, Travis Krenz on Twitter at Travis Krenz, Charlie Hildebrand's on Twitter at C.E. Hildebrand. A link to the podcast post the middle to later part of each week. Merry Christmas, one and all, from the Sports Block Podcast. And we'll talk to you next week for the final edition of 2023 of the Sports Block Podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone.